Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3, exclusive to the Ginger's Perspective. Available on iTunes, cliffcentral.com and on csduplicy.co.za. Joining me as always, Mo. Mo, let's start off with Chelsea. And I know we've said this since January, I think you've been saying it. But uh, deserved champions. And last night, a bit of an ill-tempered affair against Watford. But winning their 29th game of the season, 4-3. And your favourite, John Terry, scored and conceded a goal. Yeah, firstly, congratulations to Chelsea. It, it hurts for me to say it. You know, they're not my favourite club. But, uh, you know, they deserve it. They, 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 they outplayed everybody else. Towards the end, they had a bit of a wobble. You know, maybe they were just teasing Spurs to get in there. But I mean, uh, uh, you've got to admire uh, Antonio Conte. That passion when they when they pulled off that win against West Brom on Friday. You know, he's celebrating like he was a player all over again. And that's a breath of fresh air. I think the Premier League's had too, for too long. It's had these so boring managers. They don't celebrate. They don't smile. They don't feel that passion, you know. Like Mourinho. Yeah, Mourinho's become like that. Arsene Wenger. <laughs> Arsene Wenger. If, if he did a, <laughs> uh, you know, a slide down the pitch. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was good to see that aspect of it. But, I mean, uh, still miserable that it was Chelsea. But anyway. Did you see um, Diego Costa's celebrations? I think there was, there was lots of videos going around on social media. Him and his underpants in the yeah, train. I think he had a fire extinguisher or something. <laughs> And then, the best, yeah, the best was was Cesc Fabregas on live TV. The way he, his comment was class. Drop the f bomb, but f bomb on live TV. If we could say that on this podcast, we would because it is effing incredible. It really is. But um, I think Costa's celebration, um, Cesc Fabregas, the way he spoke. Uh, uh, firstly, before I get forget, did you see Costa rinsing his eyes out with Lucasade? <laughs> He gets no, sprayed in the face with champagne and then takes Lucozade and <laughs> rinses his eyes out. Anyway, um, but it must be said, Chelsea deserve it, champions. Um, and now going for what would be potentially a record 30th win um, this weekend. Yeah, and I mean, they've also got uh, the FA Cup final. Yeah. They could com- complete a league double. Yeah, wait, hang on a second. Is it? No, it is this weekend. You're right. It is this weekend. Apologies. They will play this weekend for that 30th victory. It's the final weekend yeah. of the season. Yeah. So, my bad. I need yeah, more co- I think coffee. We're going to see a reserve team against Sunderland. Yeah, uh, I think so. They won't, uh, they, they, I think they want to keep most of their players fresh for the FA Cup final. Yeah, that's a big uh, one. That's Arsenal's uh, they, they, that's their game. So, usually, you know, Chelsea will want to be ready and press some of the stars and stuff like that. Yeah, what a season it would be for Conte. You know, they get the league title, FA the Cup. Double. Do the double. Great start. Let's hear from him now, speaking to the BBC after the 4-3 thriller against Watford. Antonio, as a professional coach, is that fun, crazy? Is it great for you or bad for you? No. Uh, this stage of the season for me is great. Uh, it's a big night because uh, we won the title and then uh, today... Uh, I made this uh, this decision to give the opportunity and to uh, uh, to make nine changes 
to give the opportunity um, a lot of, of young players and uh, to play from the start. And uh, I must be pleased because uh, the answer was uh, very good. Uh, in spite of we, we considered three goals, but uh, we scored four goals, so we created many chances to, uh, to improve uh, our tally. Uh, but uh, also the, the most important thing is that uh, we won. We won the 29 games in, in this league. Now we, we, can, we can reach another target uh, to win 30 games. I think uh, that uh, this is, is great. All right, uh, you mentioned Arsenal. Massive night for them tonight. And Manchester City. Both teams need a victory to stay alive in that fourth spot, third, fourth spot. Because Liverpool, I would say they've got one foot in the Champions League. I think that's fair to say. But Arsenal and City under pressure. I think they are, but uh, uh, they've got a bit of pressure on them. But you look at the fixture, Arsenal play Sunderland. Uh, Sunderland relegated already, so and they away, uh, Sunderland are away from home. City are playing West Brom. If you ask me, West Brom already, their players are on the beach. You know, they're they, on there, yeah. They, they've, they've you know, got safety. I don't think they're going to go all out. So uh, I can see you know Arsenal and City picking up points to add more pressure to Liverpool. It's a very tight gap. I mean, you've got three teams playing for two positions. That's going to be fantastic. That's what you want to see, though. Exactly. Now that the league is decided, Spurs got second place. The relegation battle's over, and so now it, it gives you something for the final day of the season. You know, at least when you're watching the games, there's that little thing that comes up the table that when one team is leading and all of that. So it, it adds to the flavor. I was interested to see what Pep Guardiola had said, that if he was still in charge of Barca or Bayern and he was in this position, he would have been sacked. Um, he did have a very different squad in a very different league. So I think the fact that he's still in charge, you know, knocking on Champions League football, I don't think he's done too badly this season, but has he? he's saying that Man City are a small club. Well, this is what I'm trying to find out. I mean, City are by no means in the same league as, as Barcelona and Bayern in terms of titles won and, and and that sort of thing, and the squads even. I mean, you, you look at Barca's squad, you look at Bayern's squad, and you compare it to City's, and City aren't quite up there. I mean, they're close, but they're not quite as... as um, they don't have a Messi uh, or Lewandowski, you know. I suppose Sergio yeah. Aguero might argue with that, but anyway. Um, still, it's interesting. I mean... That's how football is these days. Like, if you're not winning titles, you sacked. And, I mean, there's even a report that in October, I think it was, was it October when Chelsea had a little wobble that mm-hmm. Roman Abramovich was thinking of firing Conte? It's crazy to hear these things. Ah, that's insane. I mean, if they had done that, that would have been catastrophic for them. It would have. It would have. But anyway, um, in terms of that whole battle, um, Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool. Um, Adam Adam Lallana, he's sort of been hot and cold at times. But you know, speaking to Sky Sports after their result over the weekend, um, it was comprehensive at the end of the day. Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp smiling. Let's hear from him now as he describes how good it is playing with Philippe Coutinho. You've played a lot of gifted players, but where do you rate the magician, as you call him? Uh, he's up there, you know. Uh, he's a nightmare when you play against him in training. So to have him on, on my team come a weekend, come any game, is, is a pleasure, really. And, um, no, he was, he was outstanding today. All right, Coutinho's new role, Mo. I suppose a lot of people talking about this new formation Liverpool are playing, getting all excited. But it's almost too little too late, I think, in a way. You know, they let themselves down. I think they could be comfortably in third 
had they picked up points when uh, they needed to against smaller teams. It's something we've been saying all season long. Yeah, they could have made it easier for themselves, but they just make it harder. But they, they, the good thing for them is that they're at home, final day of the season against Middlesbrough. So you, you, you I don't know, uh, it's it's a tough one. You, you think that they should get it, but you know Liverpool against the smaller teams, maybe they have a better chance if they were playing their last game against Arsenal or you know Man City or United or someone. You know, Middlesbrough could upset them, and if that go happens, then I suppose Liverpool's Champions League uh, will be in debtors, eh? Yeah, Especially if uh, Arsenal and City pick up points tonight. Exactly. Then, then, then it's on. Then, then it's on for the final uh, final game. I can't believe I'm rooting for Arsenal and City to win tonight. I was going to say, what's happened to you? I mean, don't you support Manchester United? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. But at times, at the, when our best result is a draw. So. <laughs> How many draws have you had? I think it's 14 or 15 this season, isn't it? Let's rather not talk about it. <laughs> let's, let's focus on the relegation battle because that's been settled now. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, when we were talking about who we thought was, was going to go down, Sunderland, we all were convinced they would go down. We said Middlesbrough potentially, they're down. And the other team that we thought was uh, Hull, and, and I think it's come to fruition now, hasn't it? Hull down, Swansea surviving. Um, Crystal Palace also surviving. So there's your three teams. So north of Manchester, there's only one team in the Premier League next season, and that's Newcastle United. So always terrible to see clubs go down, especially you know when they've just come up from, from the championship, but Hull just not good enough. Yeah, if you look at the three clubs that went down, those three, you can see they don't have the quality. You know, Palace managed to save themselves because they have slightly better quality. Um, Swansea as well they've got a couple of decent players so I mean Hull they were you could see they were dead and buried they had the chance against uh, in the I think they lost to Palace that's right they, they were they were thumped by Palace eh? that's it and you know they threw in the towel and they just lacked it, a little bit of quality uh, Palace have Penteke Zaha all these guys so yeah I mean well, I'll miss them but not a, a lot I actually wanted Hull to go down and wanted Swansea to stay up eh? I like Swansea. I like them. Yeah, there's something different. It's nice to be from, maybe from a little bit north or south, whatever it is. Down, but down it, in the it, Wales. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool to be, you know, from Wales, you know. Yeah, look, I think let's not forget, um, before we bore our listeners too much about Hull, um, they sold Robert Snodgrass, didn't they, to West Ham in January. Yeah, they Their I mean, top that's... goal scorer, that's suicide. Why would you do yeah, that? So... Why, exactly, why would you go and do that? But it will be interesting to see like the other clubs that are coming up and some of the teams that finish maybe, like your Stoke, Burnley, Watford, they might go picking those those relegated clubs uh, apart. Eh? You know, they, they probably take... Uh, Defoe would be back in the Premier League. I think he'll be welcome at one of those uh, Definitely. other guys that survive. Definitely. Uh, the Jordan Pickford, the goalkeeper. Well, see, Everton yeah. have bid £10 million for him already, the Sunderland yeah. keeper. And Maguire, the Hull captain, Hull City captain, mm-hmm. He's already been linked with Everton, Newcastle, yeah. and a host of other clubs, including Tottenham. So, as you say, they'll pick up a few clubs. Well, I'm sure Alvaro Negredo from Middlesbrough will also find a club to go to. Yeah, he's, so he's class. We, we, we might be see uh, some of those players back. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think Jermaine Defoe uh, won't be surprised if he ends up at a London club uh, for another season. Um, he, might, he might go back to join Sam Allardyce. But Sam Allardyce, what a guy. He what a guy. Them. Big what Sam. Fire, Fireman Sam. When you're in a relegation fight, you want Fireman Sam, eh? He's never been relegated. It yeah, is awesome. Guy, but that's what you need. I mean, when you're in a dire situation, you need someone that has the experience that has saved clubs. 
and unfo- David Moyes is not that guy. Yeah. You know, uh, as much as Hull manager uh, he Silver. tried. Yeah. Silver, he tried, but I mean, he was never been in that situation. No, he's winning leagues in Portugal and Champions League and Europa League and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's never been there. So you need experience. Definitely. Speaking about a, a dire situation, an interview I saw Jose Mourinho over the weekend. One where he walked out. Yeah, it looked like he was in a dire situation and making all excuses. And fine, you do have lots of injuries and that sort of thing. But Manchester United did have some players they could have used. I mean, if you think of a Schweinsteiger, could have come into the mix. Um, Schneiderling being sold. Now, those guys could have had a telling impact um, come this part of the season. Okay, Zlatan's injury was a big blow. But I don't think... Yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. Mourinho is Mourinho is a master tactician. He's also a master of manipulating the media. Uh, let's hear that interview now um, on uh, Sky Sports after the weekend's results. And um, yeah, a little bit standoffish from the special one. Do you feel as a coach your hands are a little bit tied because there are certain players you want to rest, you want to save in terms of what you could do today? Yeah, today against Man City, against Swansea. Um, against Arsenal, the next match uh, Southampton and the last one against Crystal Palace. And when people say that uh, we gambled by going to Europa League, we didn't gamble. Nobody can play two big competitions with 15 players and this is what we have at, at the time. We didn't gamble. We didn't gamble. It was compulsory. What we did was compulsory options. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with the with the situation today. They played 90 minutes, the ones that need to play. I rest a few people, um, no injuries, and one less match to play, because in this moment, the Premier League for us is just um, matches we don't want to play. In terms of the Premier League, what do you think you need for next season to mount a serious challenge? I don't want to think about it in this moment. I want to think about the final I have to play. Jose, before you go... Mo, what did you make of it? I mean, I know we spoke last week about percentages and that he's not gambling on the Europa League. He is gambling on the Europa League. I was actually surprised by that comment where he says, you know, he, he doesn't care for the next two Premier League fixtures. Yeah, come Premier, on. The Premier League is your bread and butter. I mean, he, I understand what he's going for, but or maybe he's just playing mind games. He wants... The, uh, the likes of uh, of Southampton and Crystal Palace to think that you know United are not interested and on the day boom they beat them like five 0 or something like that, but still mathematically we can't break into the Champions League. It's out, uh, we, we can't get in. Yeah, it's out of your hands. So you've got one. You've got last chance saloon is the final saloon, and you know if he's putting all his he's got to put all his uh, eggs into that one basket. But I... the thing is, I mean, like the pundits were saying. If you want to get go to that final, you you want to go in with good form, players that are you know that have done well in the last two games, and I, I mean watching that Spurs game, United were outclassed in that first half. Definitely. So maybe when he changed the formation slightly in the second half, they came back, but still, I mean, you could see they they weren't really there. No. Their minds are probably in Stockholm. But also, I mean, the previous years, I mean, United would, when they won the treble, how many games did they play? They didn't just give up on anything. No, no. The, the, the backbone of this club is that never say die attitude will fight till the end. And I, I don't get what Mourinho is trying to play here, eh? Yeah, I, I think it's just mind games. I really think it's mind games. But United have their hands cut out against an Ajax team 
that the average age is like 20 and 100 days or something okay. ridiculous. Dolberg up front, I think he scored 19 goals and he's only 19. I mean, so it's going to be a very interesting test. But two more games to get through for United. I mean, they play on Wednesday night, is it, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, That's I think they're playing uh, Southampton on Wednesday, Terry Payne's old boys. Yeah, so also just to point out, you know, this is Fantasy Premier League. In terms of that, it's still game week. So anything can still happen if you've got a few Manchester United, Arsenal or City players. And potentially, if you've got a guy called De Jesus or Jesus, um, <laughs> you're in the pound seats. You're in the pound seats. That guy is ridiculously talented and has a magic eye for goal. I know. He's, he's, he's proper. He's got skill. He's got an eye for goal. And, and I mean, he's, he's just been... He plays with like the free spirit. He's he's not shackled or anything, and guys find it difficult against him. I think next season we'll probably see the best of him. This season with that injury, we we didn't get as much as we can, but that puts Aguero under pressure. You know? Big he time. Might be looking, might be looking that maybe may I gotta go back to another club or go somewhere else. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Maybe he he flirts with the trip back to Spain. Who knows? Mo, we're or gonna have Italy. Or Italy. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, it looks like Conte is here to stay at Chelsea. He won't yeah, be in yeah, Italy. <laughs> and uh, it looks like Inter are turning their attention to Pochettino. Might be interesting. Let's before we forget. Before we wrap up, we are running out of time. White Hart Lane. What a fantastic venue! 118 years of football. Did you see on on the BBC website? 24 hours after the victory over Manchester United and whatever it was, 15th home win or something like that or mm-hmm. even yeah. more, that beautiful pitch was torn up and is already being reconstructed. It's uh, unbelievable to see and it's so sad that that's what has to happen, you know, to expand stadiums and grow stadiums in the modern game of football. Yeah, you have to. You have to move with the times and they, they've obviously seen that the team is doing well and now's the best time to capitalize on that. You know, get more fans in there, more funds will come in. And, uh, you know, this, if this, they keep the Spurs team together, I think that they could be potential champions next season or the year after. Maybe not next season because they play at Wembley. That's Yeah, you know, I've got my doubts about that. I yeah. think when they come back. But uh, I think the most I'm going to miss about White Hart Lane is that one pole that's always in your way. <laughs> when, when you watch, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but if you're watching a game, there's a pole. I, I'll always miss that. <laughs> All right, Mo, we're going to leave it there. Um, remember to catch us on iTunes under the Ginger's Perspective. Uh, thanks for all the downloads and thanks for all the feedback too we're getting there on social media. Um, at Football 2 Plus 3 on Twitter to give us your thoughts. Mo, your parting words? Well, I'm going to change it up this, uh, this week. Wow, okay. If you can't beat, beat Chelsea, then beat Champions. <laughs> I like it. All right, that's been Football 2 Plus 3. Mo, thanks for your time. We'll catch you again next time.